Super Bowl 57 is set. It is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, both teams' recent Super Bowl winners, back again to try to get another Lombardi trophy. No shortage of storylines there, but we've got to break down everything we saw from Championship Sunday with Eagles 49ers and Bengals Chiefs. Coming up right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Get those questions in for our Twitter Tuesday tomorrow. Some probably some coaching news happening that we might be able to get into today. But clearly through the rest of the week, uh, there's some teams that are going to be hiring some more coaches. And we've got some other uh, news with coordinators moving around as well in the NFL. Tons of storylines with the Super Bowl, of course. Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl, as it's already being called. And, um, of course, the Senior Bowl coverage coming up here on Peacock and Williamson because we'll be here with you every single day throughout. But, Matt, it is <laughs> time to break down what we saw was kind of a kind of a nutty weekend of games. I, I do want to let everybody know first that today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 20 Five times your money on that entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. NFC side first, Matt. My 49ers falling to the Philadelphia Eagles 31 to 7. It turned out to be a blowout and it turned out to be really nowhere near the game that it could have been due to the uh, unfortunate circumstances of the 49ers not having a player that can perform a forward pass. I, I can't remember seeing a game like this one. This was one of the wildest, one of the wildest championship level football games that I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I've been an analyst now or in football for 25 some years in that neighborhood. And every year, maybe I just get older, not wiser, just older. And, but it becomes more and more apparent to me that winning a playoff game is harder and harder than anyone thinks. And, you know, I want to get this game obviously in a second, but Mahomes doesn't have an ankle he can count on or any wide receivers. Burrow doesn't have any blocking, let alone your Niners, who don't have somebody that can throw the football. It's just such an attrition sport, and it's so dependent on everyone working as one and the rosters aren't as big as you think. And the prep time isn't as deep as you think. I mean, I heard people talking today, like why wouldn't the Niners just wildcat it up from there? Well, they've never practiced that. Why would they practice that? They have a great offense with quarterbacks. You know, they didn't think they were going to be on Christian McCaffrey as their quarterback. Like, so you and I were talking off the air, you know, right before we hit record, I'm like, BP, how you hanging in there with this one? And I loved your answer was, I feel like we kind of got, you know, to paraphrase, I feel like we kind of got cheated of what could have been a great game. And by no means am I taking away from the Eagles. I mean, they were the better team. They deserve it. I picked them to win. Heck, I bet on them to win. And I was happy I won my bet. But as a fan, we got cheated of what could have been a potentially great game. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's it, it was it's less of a let it was more of a letdown than a than a heartbreaker because mm-hmm. what happens, I think, for for fans, and look, there's only one team that makes the playoff that goes home happy. Every other fan base sure. is really bummed. What what went wrong? What do you have to fix? What happened here? And this was like a oh man, we you, you can't even really point to the coach. You can't point to the quarterback playing bad because he couldn't throw the football and he shouldn't have been back in the game probably. And yeah, you talked about that. There's a a rather large laminated sheet in front of Kyle Shanahan's face. There was nothing on there he could use to, (laughs) you know, throw it away. Uh, And there was, it was funny because Christian McCaffrey attempted that one pass as wildcat quarterback. And it was like, well, there was the one play on the sheet for that. And it didn't work. And it was like, well, oh my God. So just a just a disaster for the 49ers. And um, w- as far as breaking down the actual game with the Philadelphia Eagles, they they were really good up front on both sides of the ball. Yes, and, they were great. Right. Yeah, and, right. And they played a clean game. And that's what they needed to do to win this. They they didn't turn the ball over. You know, uh, they didn't get their quarterback killed, although there was I thought it was a pretty good plan, to be honest with you, from D'Amico Ryans and the 49ers with their pass rush plan, because they weren't going after. Jalen Hurts, they wanted to corral him, keep him in the pocket, and Jalen Hurts didn't beat them in the pocket. Jalen Hurts had a like if you if you'd have showed me the box score and not the score and said Jalen Hurts is gonna pass for 121 yards, 15 of 25 passing, and Devontae Smith is gonna have two catches. One of them should have been overturned, and AJ Brown is is catches four of eight targets. I would have said. I'll take and, it. And, right? and they said, yeah, and the score's 31 7. I said, oh, the 49ers beat the Eagles 31 7. That's, that's what I would have right, thought, right, right, right. you know, because I thought the 49ers' plan was good. They were completely undisciplined, though, with the penalties. And we can talk about the officiating because there was, there was clearly some bad officiating over the course of the weekend and mm-hmm. bigger stories about how to officiate a football game that seems like it's getting just more and more difficult and, and weirder and weirder every single year. Um, but the 49ers were completely undisciplined, get, let, allowing the Eagles to have these crazy long drives, not getting off the field on third downs or fourth downs, uh, even though they were doing a good job on first and second down and to, to get themselves in a position to get off the field, they couldn't get off the field penalties and uh, the offense, not being able to, to operate and continually giving the ball back to the Eagles. The, the time of possession was nearly 40 to 20 minutes for right, the Eagles right. in the football game. It was just a, uh, you know, basically it was a game that looking back was over, after the second series of the football game, even though the Niners hung around and there was the uh, uh, awesome Christian McCaffrey run and that was tied after that run. But then, you know, right at the end of the first half with Josh Johnson in a quarterback, fumbling the ball right back and then later on getting concussed himself and, and getting knocked out of the football game. And, and mm-hmm. we don't really know the the exact results from the MRI yet for Brock Purdy as we record this podcast, but it could be Tommy John surgery. It could be a couple weeks. We, we really don't know. And you hope both Josh Johnson and Brock Purdy are okay. But really the takeaway was the, the Eagles were ready to play, played really good on both sides of the ball, uh, especially on both lines, played a clean brand of football that did, didn't allow the 49ers to, to go win this game without a quarterback. But, but it, we were robbed of seeing what could have been a really, I think, great football game. 100%. And, and I'm not taking anything away from the Eagles. I mean, they were the deserved winner. They probably win this game. I don't know if they win it if nobody gets hurt or not. I mean, but they played great, and they're deserving to go to the, the Super Bowl. I have to take a personal note here, though. I, I mean, I told you this. I sent this tweet out pretty much as the game ended. And I want everyone just to listen to it. it to me, 
It was just a factual tweet. I don't care who wins. I mean, I bet on the Eagles. I've been saying they're the best team in the NFC since day one. But here's the tweet. The Eagles get to the Super Bowl by beating a bad Giants team and this version of the Niners. They also had the easiest regular season schedule in the league. That's it. That's all I said. Three facts, in my opinion. I have never gotten such response on Twitter. 99% of it negative. You're hating. You're jealous. You can only play who's in front of you. And those were the kind ones. I mean, every name you've ever heard in the world. And I... I knew I was going to catch an arrow or two, but I just thought it was noteworthy because I think it's noteworthy too, that if you just look at records, the Niners played the easiest schedule in the league. A lot of people had to correct me on that. I went off a DVOA where Philadelphia was 32. The Niners were 31. My whole point is this was a, an easy road to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not, that doesn't mean they don't belong. I'm probably going to pick them to win the whole thing. I I think they're a tremendous football team, but help, helps is all I'm saying it's so hard to win playoff games if you can get a bounce or two almost every Super Bowl winning team did I mean I even cited the 71 72 Dolphins they had they are went undefeated they also played the easiest schedule in the league that stuff helps this league is hard right yes oh no doubt there there's there's and you know fan bases fans are fans and, and they're going to take right. offense to, to I appreciate the passion right um, holy cow but yeah, clearly this is one of the, I, I can't think of an easier path to the Super Bowl. Right. You play two playoff games. One is against a team that probably didn't belong in the playoffs. And the, the other team didn't have a, a player to perform a forward pass for most of the games. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, and they earned true. it. Yeah. Getting the one seed is a wonderful thing. One seed is, is really right. important. They're really good in the regular season to put themselves yeah, into that position great. to have a bye week. And then, um, but, but they, I think it doesn't. Both those that. teams out in the playoffs. So they didn't right, make right, it. Right. And, and, right. And they, they, they might be the best team in the NFL still. It's just they haven't right. had a chance to really be battle-tested and prove that against, you know, somebody. And, and we'll see what, what it looks like in the Super Bowl. But it is one reason to pause a little bit and say, okay, how do you even handicap this? Because I, I think as far as Super Bowl teams, we know the least about the Eagles than most other Super Bowl teams that I can remember. Probably. But that's that's a fair statement. And it's not saying they're bad or good. Maybe they're great. And we just don't know that. I think they're great. Either, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just putting out three facts about how they got there that I thought were very noteworthy. It's an unorthodox path. Doesn't mean I hate your team, you know, or I'm jealous. I mean, I just Twitter like that makes me crazy. But I I think it is noteworthy that every help, every bounce, every bit of luck you can get is needed. I mean, rarely is someone the 85 Bears that's just heads and shoulders above everybody else in the league and just just destroys everybody. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you need a lot of luck and a lot of things to go your way outside your control and good for Philly. They're getting it right now. Absolutely. On the other side, it will be the Kansas city chiefs that faces the yeah, Philadelphia yeah. Eagles in super bowl 57. They defeated narrowly with the Harrison Butker field goal uh, nearly as time expired to defeat those Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk about that game next. Today's episode presented by our friends at prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy you might ask how easy can daily fantasy be well prize picks makes it about as easy as you can not only can entries be made in 60 seconds or less all you do is you pick two players if you want you're not building a whole roster you're not playing against a bunch of other people you're not competing against 
anybody else. No sharks, nothing. It's just you versus the projections that are available at Price Picks. You go to PricePicks.com or open the app, and you see a couple of, say, Super Bowl projections, and you say, "Wow, I think Jalen Hurts is going to go way over these passing yards," and I think. Travis Kelsey's going to go way over these receiving yards. Boom, boom, that's it. And if you score more or less than those prize picks projections and you get those right, you can win up to 25 times your money because you can pick up to six players, which multiplies your winnings if you do get them all right. And prize picks offers projections all season long, no matter the sport, easy either, because this is daily fantasy, right? So we're talking NFL. There's only one game left there, but there's NBA just about every day. There is Major League Baseball every day all summer long. NHL, golf, college hoops, soccer, uh, esports, NASCAR, MMA, boxing, tons of projections available, tons more even than I mentioned at Price Picks. So download the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50 more to play with. Don't forget to Enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Uh, just remember, Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 6 Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern this week. I'm pumped for Senior Bowl week, by the way, Matt. Oh, um, me too. Very glad there is Senior Bowl week to get us through this extra week that I've talked about on the podcast that I can't stand before the Super Bowl because I <laughs> And I'm already kind of annoyed by the story, the storylines like the Kelsey brothers uh, talk a lot. Right. I've heard yeah. them a lot all year long. Uh, they do a podcast together. I don't really need more uh, of them, and I de definitely don't need two weeks straight of them. But that's what we are going to get. Uh, so we're going to have to fill a lot of time with, with Senior Bowl stuff. Um, but the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and I'm aware that Andy Reid used to coach for the Eagles. That too. was really weird. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know that until, until I woke up today. It was surprising to me. Uh, but one so, thing, though, I didn't know that I, I'm sure it was going to become you know a topic, but my mind just doesn't work this way anymore. And I think it's a wonderful thing that my mind doesn't work this way is this is the first Super Bowl matchup between two African-American quarterbacks. I just don't think yeah. that way anymore. I, I remember when they, they would ask Doug Williams, have you have you always been a black quarterback or whatever yeah. it used to be? You know, stupid stuff like that. Like, oh, this is the first one. Cool. Yeah. OK, there'll be a Absolutely. million more. Right. So I didn't know that little tidbit. Yeah. And um, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, I think the best part of, as, as was pointed out by one of our listeners last night on Twitter, uh, that, that knows that I, I get annoyed by the extra week of coverage. And, and I'm the type of guy who mutes the commercials and, and mutes the, the halftime show. Um, it's like, I, I want to see the football. And if you, mm -hmm. you, you come to my Super Bowl party and you try to shush people during the commercials, you are asked to leave. <laughs> because that's not why that that is not why yeah. that game is on TV. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. That's just the way that, that that I like football is I like my football football and I like my art separately because guess what? There's a lot better stuff to spend your time watching than commercials. And uh, even if you like the artist at the halftime show, go see their concert because it's way better than seeing five <laughs> yeah, songs at right, a halftime yeah. show that is probably being lip synced half the time anyway. So um, anyway, but we got a good game in the AFC and I didn't oh, think it was going to go that way early on. Yeah. And, and the best part of it that was pointed out to me is that Patrick Mahomes gets an extra week to get healthy because he was clearly hobbled out oh, there yeah. 
And it's just another notch for Patrick Mahomes in his, you know, in his legend, which basically is that at this point, Matt, I mean, we, you know, we've had Josh Allen at the end of last year. It was like, okay, is it, is it Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes then a gap? And then going into this game, it's like, okay, maybe it's Patrick Mahomes and it's, um, Joe Burrow, right. and then yeah, maybe yeah. they're 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 in their own tier. I think it's pretty becoming pretty darn clear. It's a Mahomes tier. Then we talk about the next tier, which is Allen and Burrow, and you know some of the I other agree. quarterbacks in the NFL. Like that's the the resume that that Patrick Mahomes is putting together now, and, and seeing him run around and gut through an injury that would put most people on IR, and probably would have put him on IR if this happened in Week Seven. Uh, it's pretty phenomenal to watch, and and you you can't really credit what the Eagles, Andy Reid, and and Patrick Mahomes have done enough. Yeah, and I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, and I and I haven't. If I haven't, it's because I'm not hot takey, and I don't try to be that way. Despite my tweet earlier that got everyone wound up, but it, I, I kind of just like to call it like I see it. I and yesterday helped affirm this, but I've thought it for over a year now. I think Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I really believe that, you know, I know his resume is not Brady's. I know he doesn't, ha- I mean, he's, I'd rather play against any quarterback I've ever seen than him. I, I agree. Uh, it's yeah. because of it, it's, it's every, because it's everything you think of. Okay. It's what everything. made, what made Joe Montana great, you know, and it's right. like, man, cool under pressure really knows the offense and is able to do all the things he needs to do. Clutch player, clutch performer. Well, Patrick Mahomes does all that and then can do the craziest stuff with his arm that nobody else basically ever could do, except for right, maybe right, right. a few, very few guys occasionally. I used to say that, or, or beat around the bush that way when Rodgers was at his best, that if we were yes. picking up teams on the back porch or on the back sandlot, I would pick Rodgers over Brady or Montana or Elway. And my the thing about Rodgers, I used to say, was if I line up all the best quarterbacks ever, his highlight tape is as good as any. But his low light tape is better than all of them. Well, Mahomes is the same way, but mm-hmm. his highlight tape is better. This it's even a little bit more sustained. I know it's a smaller time, but this five, six year stretch or whatever where they go to the AFC championship every year is unbelievable. I think he's I hate the word winner, but if if the chips are down, I would take Mahomes over Rogers and playing you, through pain and when no receivers, they had no receivers. Right. Yeah. They lost their best receiver too to start the entire season and then right, lost right. The guys from there too. I would put it this way. Real quick, you... what's remarkable to me is this was supposed to be the Chiefs rebuilding year. We're going to trade Tyree Kill, get yeah. a bunch of picks, and free up some cap space. Maybe we'll win 10 games, come back the next year. Well, no. And by the way, tons of, I mean, just a really great group of, of rookies that the Chiefs brought in that were yeah. performers that helped them get here, you know, yeah. and, and so kudos to the coaching staff, the scouting staff, and clearly they built this thing well because they're good at identifying players and good at coaching them up. You know, it's Magnolo doesn't get a lot of credit as a defensive coordinator. He gets enough credit, but I mean, he probably deserves even more credit than he gets on the, that side of the ball mm-hmm. as well. But uh, as far as Patrick Mahomes goes, I put it this way. If you are a defense and you have a lead or the game is tied, what quarterback do you not want to be on the other side with a minute right. left in the game? Patrick Mahomes is the number one guy I do not want to see on the other side. Yep. I, I always look at it this way, too, and that's kind of like a Hall of Fame conversation, is if I'm a corner, would I rather go against Isaac Bruce or Calvin Johnson? I'd rather go against Isaac Bruce. They but Maybe one is a better resume to get in the Hall of Fame or Art Monk, he played forever. I don't want to go against Calvin Johnson for 60 <laughs> plays, ever. You know, I, I don't want to go against Mahomes. I'll go against 
Bradshaw, Staubach, Stabler, name them from any generation before this guy. And both, um, we're, we're taking, I don't mean to take anything away from the Bengals, but I'm sitting here looking at the box score. Kansas City ran for 42 yards in this game. If you take away the Burrow scrambles, the Bengals ran for 41. I mean, it was just on both shoulders of two awesome quarterbacks without much help. I mean, Valdez Scantling deserves a game ball. I didn't see that coming at all. But the right side of Burrow's line and the whole line was just horrific. And they have to keep in tight ends and backs every snap to throw the ball. Mahomes can't hardly move and doesn't have anybody to throw to besides Kelsey. And they both still played awesome. And in the end, it was a scramble that won yeah. the game for the Chiefs with a guy with a high ankle sprain. You know, yeah. he, he had enough. And, and I feel so turn. bad it for his eye, you know, by the way. I know toward all helps. Um, and of course, a, a big uh, a big penalty, which I think we need to talk about next. And so the, this was sort of the, uh, you know, praising Patrick Mahomes section of the podcast. And he deserved mm-hmm. all of it. I want to talk a little bit more about this game and more about um, Joe yeah, Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Next, and then we'll talk about you know the 49ers and the Bengals in later podcasts about what they have to do in the offseason, as we did with the other teams that had been eliminated in the playoffs. And uh, and, and a little question for you about some officiating in the NFL as well. Next, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, the newest sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, the official sports book sponsor of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network this year. The only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. And we're super excited about our new sports betting partner because it is the number one sports book in America. FanDuel, if you're new to FanDuel, by the way, even better because so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy, including the no sweat first bet for Super Bowl Sunday. Download FanDuel now and you could bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win with the no sweat first bet. How about that? I've never really heard of anything like that before. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line point spreads, of course. Uh, who will score the first touchdown? Who will score a touchdown, period? You can build your own parlay. Tons of prop bets for the Super Bowl. Draft props growing all the time that I always love every single year. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and the website is super easy to use. Love it. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, great. Andy Reid, great. The Kansas City Chiefs advance to the Super Bowl and... And and finally get past the what what had been really the the only boogeyman for them in in Patrick Mahomes' career has been the Cincinnati Bengals, and so got past them all the Burrowhead stuff and um, uh, Joe Burrow took a big back seat in you know the Monday coverage of this football game the post game coverage because they didn't win the football game but man this guy was under constant pressure in oh, this man. football game from the start to the very finish to getting sacked by. The guy that you said was the the factor in this game, Chris Jones, got him uh, to really kind of solidify this one. And I thought, you know, game maybe could have gone into overtime if not for the penalty uh, w- at the very end of the game. But they would have still had an opportunity to kick that field goal. Butker would have. It just would have been a longer field goal. But man, um, looking at the other side with the with Joe Burrow, the the throw he made on fourth down 
to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase going up to get the ball, double oh, yeah. coverage. I mean, this is a really fun football team to watch, a really good football team. But in the end, it was their offensive line that couldn't sustain it and pretty much let them down in this one. Yeah, we'll talk about what, what the offseasons entail. But I, I put this tweet out just a couple minutes ago. There's only three teams in the league with, with more cap space than the Bengals. They're in good shape. So this is a really formidable team organization program now led by Burrow. And I'll be honest, I mean, maybe even halfway through the first half or at least the majority of the first quarter, I thought we might be seeing another blowout here. I mean, Burrow looks rattled maybe for the first time in his career, in my opinion. And I don't know who wouldn't be. I mean, he's getting hit left and right. The, the environment there is brutal to play in, which everybody knew was the case, but they didn't have answers for a while. And you got to give the Bengals defense credit for keeping the Chiefs in, you know, field goal, field goal, because this could have been 20 nothing before you know it. And it's 13 6 at the half. And one team was greatly outplaying the other. And as the Bengals do, as well as any team in the league, they made a lot of adjustments on both sides of the ball. And they regrouped and they didn't let the thing get away from them because they were getting demolished. And most of it was because they can't block anybody. And uh, I mean, I'm not even giving Burrow a hard time that he got rattled. Everyone in the world would have been. I mean, he looked like he was didn't trust his environment. And if they threw the ball, it had to be like a bubble screen to chase. And, you know, Kansas City was catching on quick to that. But even without a run game. They started to make plays. They started to come back. He started to get a little more swag. And you're like, this dude is hard to kill, man. He's yes. a cockroach. Yeah, absolutely. Very hard to kill. You felt that wave come back the other way. It's like, man, are the Bengals going to do this thing on the road yeah. and go win this? And unfortunately, he didn't get that opportunity in overtime. And maybe they would have been able to do overtime that. Overtime would have been awesome. Overtime. But yeah, it, I, you know, the, too big of a hole early with all the sacks, you know, two interceptions. There's two sacks from Chris Jones in this game. One of them to seal it. Um, Frank Clark, one and a half sacks. Karloftis, the rookie. We talked about how good the rookie class was for the Kansas City Chiefs. Karloftis had a sack there. Willie Gay got in with a half a sack. And um, Mike yeah, Dana's playing well for them. And some yes. guys are stepping up, yeah. In the end, it was just too much. So, great yeah. run. Really good season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they fall, though, 23-20 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, as we mentioned, more on what they have to do, what the Bengals have to do in the offseason, what the 49ers will have to do in the offseason as we look ahead to next year of course we've got some senior bowl stuff coming up uh later on in the week one of the big things i've seen and this is there's like some sour grapes here because you you see it a lot with fans and you lose the game and you start they start talking about penalties too many penalties wrong penalties they start sending you screenshots like oh what about this they didn't call this hold on this player this player was offsides before this thing happened And, and i hate doing that but it did feel like officiating played too big of a role in both these games and you don't tune in for that. And, and I don't know if it's a, a, a something that the NFL can fix because the only thing they do every offseason is add more rules and more penalties and don't take any away. But I just hate the way a game ends like that chiefs. I wanted to see overtime, right? You know, just mm-hmm. as a fan watching the game, I wanted to see overtime with the Bengals and chiefs. And what you get is a, just a massive game changing penalty on Really, what happened was a guy tapped tapped him on the back out of bounds, you know, uh, and you, you have to throw the flag. It's, it's going to be a, a penalty 100 yeah. percent of the time. The question I have is, can we start to have if 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 the quarterbacks are going to be coddled as much as they are in the NFL? Um, and this is all year long, not even about this one play. Can we have like a roughing the kicker running into the kicker situation where there's a five yard and a 15 yard penalty? Or maybe it's not even an automatic first down if you, you know, 
if it's not super egregious, like 15 yards every single time, it's just too big of a penalty to penalize the defense on what some of these plays are. Yeah, and I urge everyone to go to ESPN.com and check out Bill Barnwell's piece because he has, I'm looking where the title is here, 15 head-scratching plays from Sunday's games. And I just scrolled through it to see the, the headlines, and a lot of them are like, why is Andy Reid challenging on Kadarius Tony's catch where Tony didn't even think he caught it or the yeah. Devonte Smith catch where they run the line and, you know, some punt situations and a lot of coaching decisions and certainly a lot of calls and the Asai one is the headline really, but I felt so bad for the young man, you know I mean? Oh, yeah. More than anything, because you have to throw the flag in that situation. It was a clear foul it stinks that that was a determining factor. Maybe Butker would have made it from further. Who knows? I love your idea about, you know, varying degrees of roughing the passer and things like that. Um, and I also think deep down, is it smart to have an all-star team out there in terms of refs instead of just the best crew that knows each other? Like, yeah, uh, it was, <laughs> I got the feeling you know during I mean? the 49ers game, look, the 49ers were undisciplined and, and a lot of the penalties were, were deserved and, and they were completely undisciplined, but there was, it, it was like, I don't need the, the referees to impress us by how good they are at flo- throwing flags. And, and, and you get some like, of that. Yeah. And it's, it's no, um, uh, I think 100% of our listeners would agree that they would prefer a game with zero penalties, right? Like that's, that's the product you want. So the, mm-hmm. the NFL should be looking at how to make officiating easier and how to get things right and how to have the fewest amount of interruptions during a game and fewer amount of calls that influence a game as possible more so than how can we add more penalties to this sport? Yeah, and it always gets magnified in the playoffs. I mean, I, 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 my mom probably wouldn't watch Bengals Chiefs if it was week 12. You know, she'll watch every Steeler game, but that, you know, but yeah. she's going to watch this. You know, you're going to get a, a much greater audience, and just using some personal example. So, should you put the flags in your pocket more because you don't want to turn away new viewers? I know you're not much of a hockey guy, but. Hockey in the playoffs, you get away with a lot more. You know what I mean? You, you beat the crap out of each other to the point where that gets frustrating too. Like, I don't want to see receivers getting mugged and you can't throw the ball and no flags coming out either. So it's a really difficult situation that I don't have the answer to. But the ref should never be the story, especially in a, ga- in a championship weekend or playoffs or let alone two weeks from now. Yeah, And it did feel like there was – some over officiating in both those games and you just you never like that yeah. aspect of it so no. if you're you know if you're going into league meetings in the off season uh that that should be a point of emphasis to me every single year is like let's streamline this more and get things right and even with the it's funny because you said andy reed threw a challenge flag that didn't make sense if kyle shanahan did that would it have been a different football game just, just in case. Right, 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 right. You, you, the catch wasn't confirmed, so throw the flag just in case. In the mm-hmm. first half, who cares about a timeout in the first half? And so maybe yeah. that's a lesson that Andy Reid t- learned, you know, from the game that happened right before him. He was like, you know what? I'm going to throw a challenge flag anytime I can, just in case. You know, just if it's case, not right. confirmed, if something could help me by throwing this, I'm going to throw it because it's more important than a tight end or it's more important than a, than a timeout if, uh, if, if I do get this. So, mm-hmm. but there's no question that these two games, more so than even pick the two weirdest games in week 10 or week two, 
these were weirder than usual. And I'm sure because yeah. it means more and there's more tensions on the line, especially your Niner Eagle one was one of the stranger games. I've that's ever seen. one you know, of the right. strangest games. The the only game I can think of that's on par with that for how strange it was with the 49ers was way back in the early 2000s. Do you remember a game with the Giants and the 49ers in the playoffs that ended on a on a botched long snap from Trey Junkin, who had multiple bad long snaps in the game? And it was like just this weird ending. It was one of the strangest football games. Uh, For some reason, the Giants and the 49ers get together with some weird ones. They had another one in 2012 where Kyle Kyle Williams fumbled multiple uh, kicks and and fumbled them back to the Giants. And the Giants ended up beating the 49ers in that one. Um, But But this uh, was like the COVID Bronco game when they didn't have a quarterback. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. was. Yeah. Right. Right. And they at least ha- knew it was going to happen. Imagine if that they at least prepared like, a receiver for the week, right? Right. Yeah, second play of the game. <laughs> um, second play of the offense. So anyway, uh, yeah. What a what a wild weekend. And and the the conference championship Sunday is always really good and really interesting mm-hmm. and, and really wild and and really intense and everything cranked up. And I think that's absolutely what we saw this Sunday. And it is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas city chiefs in super bowl 57. Of course, much more on that game, more on the teams eliminated what they need to do to go into the next season to get to super bowl 58, potentially for the 49ers and the Bengals senior bowl week draft off season stuff, coaches, being hired tons more to come every day talk to you tomorrow right here peacock and williamson